0: Well, good evening. It's great to be back here. And um, I, do, I do love what I do traveling around the world and throughout the United States just preaching the gospel and teaching people on healing and on faith. And, um, you know, healing is the dinner bell to salvation. And there's just been so many people getting saved at the healing meetings. And uh, so it's just been awesome. And I appreciate... Uh, all your prayers because some of you here do partner with our ministry and I I appreciate that very much and appreciate Pastor Mike and Beth uh, so very much Um, I'm getting ready to go back to uh, this time I'm going to go back to Holland and England and uh, Ireland and I'll be teaching at a Bible school at Andrew Walmack's Bible school in Ireland and then I've just been asked to go to Ethiopia and teach at the Bible school there for a month on healing and that's what I'll be doing at Andrew Walmack's teaching the healing school there for a week and, uh, then I was asked to go to Lebanon where Keith Hershey has his ministry. And so I just recently talked to Keith about that. So I'm praying about, um, about that too. But, um, it's, it's wonderful to be here. Amen. And the presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. So Father, we thank you so much that you are with us tonight. And we thank you, Lord, for the precious Holy Spirit who is our teacher, who is our guide. And, Lord, we pray that as we look into your word tonight, that you would truly open the eyes of our understanding. Lord, if there's any confusion or doubts or disbeliefs about you or about your healing power, we ask that that would just be eradicated and that our eyes are so open to truth and that we receive all that you would have for us tonight. And, Father, we thank you for that anointing, that our eyes are... Uh, able to see our ears are able to hear and our hearts are receptive to all that you have for us and father we truly give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus name and everyone said amen Amen. well i want to begin uh, tonight you know faith and healing go together so i'm going to be talking about um, what makes our faith really work to make us healed and whole and i want to be talking about making faith transactions and if you look at uh, the gospel of luke in luke 17 beginning in verse 12 and it says as he entered into a certain village there met him 10 men that were lepers which stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said jesus master have mercy on us And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, and with a loud voice he glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan." And Jesus said unto him, Were there not ten cleansed? but where are the nine? And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. I think it's so interesting how it says he turned around and he went back to give Jesus thanks. You know, you and I will spend all eternity saying, Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us. But it says here, With a loud voice. You know, when people get healed, you're just, there's just so, you're so excited that you've just been touched by God and healed and set free. You just can't help but say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. And that's what he was doing with a loud voice. He was giving God glory. And then the Lord turned to him and he said, your faith has made you whole. See, they were all cleansed of that disease. But what he did caused his faith to... Uh, Make that faith transaction that made him actually whole. In other words, when you have leprosy, uh, you can lose your fingers, your toes. It causes parts of your body to fall off. I've even seen lepers that had their nose fall off. I mean, it's a horrifying Disease, But when Jesus said, your faith made you whole, not only was he cleansed of the disease, but everything was restored as though he never, ever had it. How wonderful that had to be for him. And then in Mark chapter 10, we see the story of a blind Bartimaeus. And in verse fifty, no, it said that he heard that Jesus was coming, and he casted down his garment. He rose and came to Jesus, and Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Your faith made you whole. How is it that faith... Can make us whole. What is it about faith that can do that? We know the story about the woman with the issue of blood. When she had heard about Jesus, it said that she came in the press behind him because she said, All I have to do is I can just touch the hem of his garment. If I can just make contact with that power, I will be made whole and that's exactly what happened. She made that faith transaction. She went and touched his hem and then she received that healing and Jesus said, "Daughter, your faith made you whole." We can see here that faith is audible. You can actually well you can locate people by the way they speak. And and she was located, her voice, her faith uh, was audible. And then you see in Mark uh, chapter 2 about the, the four that carried their friend to Jesus. And when they got there, there were so many people they couldn't even get in the house. But they absolutely refused to be defeated. They refused to be denied the opportunity to be healed. That they got up on the roof. And moved back some of those tiles and lowered that man down through that roof to receive his healing. And Jesus said to him, Arise, uh, be healed. I mean, it's just it's just wonderful that our faith... And he he saw... It says that he saw their faith. You can hear faith. You can see faith. Because faith works. But how... What actually makes it work? It's making that faith transaction. You know, every person has been given a measure of faith. Not one person has ever been denied of having faith. But we are, we are instructed not just to use that faith for salvation alone, just to get saved, but the Bible says take that faith and live by it and walk by it. We have to use that faith. And the Bible says without faith, It's impossible to please God. And what it means, if you don't use your faith without using it, without living by it, without walking by it, then it's impossible to please God. Now, I want you to turn to Romans chapter 10. You'll know this scripture very well, but we need to see these things in the Bible. In Romans chapter 10, in verse 17, it says, So then faith comes... By hearing and hearing by the word of God, it doesn't come by just having heard it once or twice. It's a continual flow that you're hearing it over and over and over. The more you hear it, the more the faith comes. But then I want you to see what it says in the in the book of James, James chapter two, verse seventeen. James two, verse seventeen. Even so, faith, if it has not works, it's dead, being all alone. Now, let me read it to you out of the New Living Translation. It says, faith by itself isn't enough. So faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. But according to this, faith by itself isn't enough. In other words, it goes on to say, unless it produces results, it's as good as dead. In the voice translation, it says, without actions, faith is useless. And then it says in the Amplified, Faith, if it does not have actions of obedience to back it up, it is void of power. So as we read these stories about the woman with the issue of blood and Bartimaeus and those with leprosy, they did something. They had faith and they used it and it made them whole. So that's if we use our faith, it will produce results. But if you don't use it, It's as good as dead. It says it's void of power. You know, several months ago, I bought um, some new exercise equipment. Now, unbeknownst to me, when I ordered it, I didn't know I was going to have to assemble it. (laughs) And that is not my strength. But when I saw that box delivered, I knew by the size of that box, this thing has to be put together. So I opened it up, and I got all the parts out there, and I laid them all on the floor. And then there's this little piece of paper that tells you you need to have five of these and ten of these and so on. So I counted all the parts, and all the parts were there. But unless that equipment was put together for me to use, it's going to be useless. I might as well not even have it if I can't put it together to use it, even though I had every single part that there was not one missing. But if it's not in a p- place where I can use it, I might as well not even have it. So if you don't use your faith, if it's not able to produce for you, what's the sense in having it? Amen? But we know we need to have it and we want to have it. In, um, in James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. So we have to hear the Word of God and uh, do something with it, with our faith. And you know what I think is so awesome about faith and the beauty of faith? There is not one king or queen or president. There's not one group of people. There's not one organization. There's not one human being, individually or corporately, that can stop you or me from using our faith. That is awesome. God made it that way that he would give us faith knowing that absolutely nobody, individually, no matter how great they might be, no matter how elevated they might be, not one person can stop us from using it. Nobody can stop us from going into that secret place of the Most High God. Nobody can stop us from going into the throne room or stop us from using our faith. I think that is just awesome that God gave us faith and that nobody can stop us from using it. Nobody can stop us from praying. Isn't that just wonderful? when we need to get a revelation of how great that is that God has given us faith like that but we know how it comes but we have to use it we have to stretch it we have to walk it out we have to make it produce results otherwise we might as well not even have it but we also have to be confident that it will work it will work for you it will work for me because it was designed to work for us Again, like the woman with the issue of blood. As soon as she heard, she took action. She was confident. She said, if I can just touch, she said, I know that I know that I know I will be made whole. She was fully persuaded in that. She was confident that her faith would work for her. And, you know, the Bible says that Jesus felt that power going out of him. By the time Jesus realized that the power had gone out of him, it had already gone out of him. So it wasn't a sovereign act of Jesus that she was healed. Or you can't say, woo, she was just a lucky person in the crowd. No, 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 no. He said, daughter, your faith, or we could say your faith transaction made you whole she was so confident in that amen and faith is a substance of things hope for faith is tangible it's real and our faith it is a supernatural thing our faith is a has it has a supernatural ability to change and to rearrange whatever you or i need to have changed or to have rearranged it is supernatural It can change anything that we need to have changed because all things are possible to him who believes and uses his faith. It's not just enough just to believe. You have to use it. Amen? It's so wonderful. But the big question is, how does it really work? You know, the Bible says, have the God kind of faith. You know what kind that is? It's the kind that works. (laughs) I like the kind that works, don't you? But how exactly does it work? Let me ask you all a question. How many of you have a television in your house? About everybody has a TV. Well, do you know that in your television, that signal flows from an outside power force into your home? that power is flowing in one direction flows from an outside source into your home one direction how many of you have a computer and ever get on the internet Mm mm-hmm that's different for the internet that power also flows from an outside power force into your home but when you receive that information you are able to take it and send it back out so the power of the internet that flows in two directions so the television power flows in one direction but the internet power it flows in two directions and so it is with faith your faith must flow in two directions if you want it to produce results so we have to respond to what we hear hearing alone as we read in james hearing alone is not enough having faith all by itself it's as good as dead it's useless unless we are a doer of what We hear again, the woman with the issue of blood. It says that she heard the moment she heard after being sick for 12 years after she heard faith came, but that wasn't enough to heal her. She had to make a faith transaction in order to receive her healing and her faith. We saw here. It flowed in two directions. It came in one direction. For her to hear, but then she took what she heard and she used it and she went back out and she said, If I can just touch that power, I will be made whole. Isn't that wonderful? See, that's how our faith works. We have to send it back out and make that transaction. And she was confident that her faith would work for her and it will work for us. Um, in James, again, in 2.17, it says, Unless faith produces results, it is void of power. I don't want to have all this faith from just hearing and hearing and hearing and then never using it and having it powerless for me. Amen? So we need to understand that hearing alone is not enough. Sometimes we'll hear a good message and we think, Wow, that was so good. If I could just hear that message one more time. Well, that's good, and it will feed your faith. But that in itself is not enough if you don't take it and make a faith transaction with it. So first, faith has to come. And then once it comes, you have to be a doer of what you heard in order to get results. Every one of us have already done that. When we received salvation, we heard that we need to uh, believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We heard that, but then we responded to it and we got saved. Now, I'm sure that you're like me. I have witnessed to many people and some people just say, well, I don't want that. They heard, but they didn't respond to the salvation message So they didn't get saved. You know, see, witnessing is not in itself enough. If someone doesn't respond, when you say you have to be born again, they're not going to get born again just because you say you must be born again. They have to respond to what they heard. Amen? So you can see how simple that is. And that's what we did. We responded to what we heard, and we got saved. I want to give you an illustration uh, using a money transaction because, like I said, witnessing alone is not unless somebody responds to it. Well, it's the same way with money. You can have a pocket full of money. You could even be a millionaire. But if you don't take that money and release it when you go to the grocery store, You can put all that food in your cart. (laughs) But if you don't make a money transaction, they're not going to let you have that food. You could starve to death and have a pocket full of money. If you don't take that money and make a house payment, you'll be homeless. If you don't take that money and make a money transaction to the utilities company, you're going to live in the dark. Amen? So, you see, we have to use our money. We have to make money transactions in order for that money to produce results. Are you with me? So, uh, further, if you were to go to the grocery store, and with your natural eye, you see all that food on those shelves, and you decide what you want to purchase, But you first, you see it with your natural eye. You see all that food in the visible realm. But until you make a money transaction, you will not be able to receive what you've you've seen. Having, again, the money alone is not enough unless you release it. Well, with healing you have to first see your healing with the invisible eye. The food, the store, you see that with the natural eye, but you still have to make that, that money transaction. But for healing, you have to see that in the, the invisible realm. You have to first see it with the eye of faith. And if you can see it in here, then you'll make that faith transaction, and then you can see it in the natural realm. See, it works reversed that way. So for healing, you, un- you understand what I'm saying? You have to see it. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 5, that by his stripes you are healed. In First Peter 2:24 it says, by his stripes you were healed. So if the Bible says that you are and you were, then you is. Say this with me. I is healed. I is is healed. Hallelujah. So see, you need to see that in here. You have to get to the place where you see yourself as the word of God says you are. So for healing, you must see it. In the invisible realm first. The invisible eye sees first what the natural eye has not yet seen. But if you see it with the invisible eye first, you will see it with the natural eye. So you must see yourself as the word of God says you are. Because faith, faith is the eye that sees the invisible. Faith is the ear. That hears the inaudible. Faith is the hand. That grabs hold of the intangible. And faith is the power. That works the impossible. And it's so beautiful. Because nobody can stop us from using it. Isn't that just the most wonderful thing, that no wonder we're we're able to live an abundant life because nobody can stop us from that. I mean, God is such a good God. You know, sometimes I think about God and I think, you know, he could have chose to be a bad God. He could have, right? But he chose to be a good God. He is the good shepherd. And he has provided so much for us that we could live a triumphant, victorious life. But you see, there's so many believers, so many Christians saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, but live a defeated life when we're supposed to be saved, filled and triumphant, And the thing that makes us triumphant and to live that victorious life is to take that faith that he gave us and use it and make it produce for us so that we live that triumphant life. Because we have to work out our salvation. Amen. We have to use what he has given us and make it, make it flow. That faith has got to flow in two directions if it's going to produce results. Um in Hebrews 11:8 this talking about Abraham and it says that he was urged on by faith when he was called and he obeyed and he went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. And I like what it says here and it says and he went although he did not know nor trouble in his mind about where he was to go. In other words, logic and reasoning is the enemy of your faith. Abraham, he didn't trouble in his mind. He didn't even know where he was supposed to go, but he didn't trouble in his mind. See, don't reach into your mind for the answer. Not only has God given us faith, but he has given us a helper, not the doer. We're the doer. We have to make those faith transactions. But the Holy Spirit is our helper. And the other thing that I think is so beyond awesome as to what God has done, not only in giving us faith that nobody can stop us from using it, but God and Jesus live in heaven. Amen? But the Holy Spirit lives within us. God the Father. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Trinity. And God has taken one-third of himself to live inside of us one-third of the Godhead, one-third of the Holy Trinity lives on the inside of us. That's beyond awesome, that God would put one-third of himself in mankind. That is just, that is glorious. And the Bible says the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that lives on the inside of you. You know, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that power reached all the way down into the pit of hell and raised Christ from the dead. That same Spirit lives on the inside of you and me. So as we use our faith, the Holy Spirit is our helper to help us, encourage us to make those faith transactions. You know, we hear so much about the wars and bombs going off in Afghanistan and everything. And, you know, those bombs are powerful. And where there's a target, if, if someone had a target and, and set off a bomb to, to destroy those speakers, not only would it destroy the speaker, but it would destroy the wall and everything else around it. But a bomb, the most powerful bomb, an atomic bomb, cannot reach the pit of hell. It can't reach the pit of hell. But the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. That means that power has the ability to zero in on a malignant tumor Destroy all that cancer cell and never harm any healthy tissue around it. And that power lives on the inside of you and me. And all we have to do is make that faith transaction. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No wonder we, we say, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. There's no reason for us to be saved, filled, and defeated. Amen? Amen. We can be saved, filled and triumphant, and all we have to do is take that faith that nobody can stop us from using it. Make that faith transaction. To me, that is so exciting, and that to have that much power from the Holy Spirit. so don't reach into your mind and try to figure things out. Just step out there in faith, knowing that God lo- you know, when you understand how much God loves you that you are the apple of his eye, walking by faith and living by faith comes so much easier when you know how much he loves you and how much he has given us in faith and the Holy Spirit. It is just so, so wonderful. Amen. So you need to see yourself uh, as the word of God says you are. And it begins by seeing yourself in the invisible realm and making that faith transaction because all things are possible with God. You know, Abraham was facing that impossible situation, but he made that faith transaction and it produced a miracle baby. It was a miracle that he and Sarah had a baby. So by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. We were healed. So... We is healed <laughs> Amen You are healed And the word of God was enough For you and I to get saved It's still enough today For you and I to walk in victory To walk in the healing power Or whatever you need It could be a financial situation But it's the same principle Of making a faith transaction For whatever area That you have a need in Amen uh, You know many years ago Um, Again, you have to be so confident in God's love for you that he truly sees us as the apple of his eye. He wants so much for us to live that victorious, that triumphant life. I want to give you another example of something. I know this is healing school, but I want to give you another financial example because sometimes Brother Hagen always said sometimes you can see something by going up another side of the mountain, you know. And so this is something that happened to me many years ago, and I needed a place to live. Uh, I needed an apartment, and I had looked all weekend, and and I finally made a, a choice on one, and so I called that office complex and. I asked if that apartment that I saw the day before if it was still available, and the lady said yes, it is, and I could have it. But now it was too late in the day to go back to her office and and fill out the lease agreement. So she asked if I could wait and come in on Monday, and she said, but don't come in till five o'clock because she was going to be in meetings all day. And she said, when you come, you must bring your deposit and proof of credit. And I said, yes, ma'am, whatever you need, I'll be sure to bring it. So as soon as I got off the phone, I prayed because I said, Lord, you and I both know I don't have any credit. (laughs) I had never gotten anything in my own name, so I had zero credit. And back then, I mean, today you can get credit pretty easy, but back then you couldn't just get credit any old time so easily. And so I said, so, Lord by five o'clock tomorrow, I need credit. And you said, you said that you would supply all my needs and I need credit by five o'clock because all I have is a library card and I know that's not what she's talking about. So, Lord, we need some credit by five o'clock. So the next day I'd look at my watch and I'd say, now, Lord, we're down to about six hours, so as far as I know, I still only have my library card. So um I, I don't I don't know how you're gonna do it. But I know that I know that I know that by five o'clock I'm gonna have credit. Somehow I just know I'm gonna have it. And then pretty soon I looked at my watch and said, Now Lord, as far as I know, I still only have that library card. We're down to about three hours, but Thank you, thank you, thank you, because I know somehow I'm going to have credit. And then it was time for me to go to that office for that meeting, and I pulled up in the car, and I got out of my car, and I looked at my watch, and I said, Lord, in about five minutes, (laughs) I need credit. As far as I know, I still just only have my library card. But I knew he was going to do it. Had I not known he was going to do it, I would never have walked in that office and made a fool of myself with a library card. So I thought, somehow, I know you're going to do this. I'm going to make this faith transaction. I'm walking in there knowing that I've got credit, just like the woman with the issue. But I know if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed. I know if I walk in that office, I'm going to have my credit. So I walked in there, and I I, uh, signed the papers for that um, lease agreement, and she says, good. Now, did you bring your deposit and your proof of credit? And I said, Absolutely I did So I reached down into my purse and I I pulled out my wallet and I thought well I guess I'll start with my library card So um, I went to pull out the library card and earlier that day I had written a check It was the love offering, uh, but I didn't have the envelope to mail it So I stuck that check loose in my wallet And but when I opened up my wallet to pull out my library card that check fell out and as God would have it he took that check and he whew, he blew it right over all the way in front of her and so she picked it up thinking that it was the deposit and she looked at that check and she said oh excuse me I, I see this check isn't written to our company um, but she kept looking at it and she said, but I can't help but notice this check it's written to Oral Roberts' ministry. She said, do you support that ministry? Now, back then, that could have been a big red flag. <laughs> I simply said, yes, ma'am, I do. And she took that check, and she slammed it down on her desk, and she shoved it back to me, and she said, that's all the credit I need. God used, <laughs> God used my seed faith, hallelujah, and turned it into credit. But he could never have done that if I stayed in the car and waited for maybe a credit card or something to drop out of the sky. It's just not going to happen that way. You have to make those faith transactions and see it in the invisible realm with the eye of faith. I thought, I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but I know that I know that I know. It's just as much as I will supply every need you have. Your body is healed and whole. You is healed. You is healed and you've got to believe that and see it with the eye of faith. Now let me, uh, share with you a couple of things and how do we begin by making those faith transactions? Is this helping you tonight? Yeah. You learning anything? Okay, first of all, you need to know what the Word of God says about your situation. You need to know, what does the word say? Because sometimes people will come up to me and ask me to pray for them. And if I let them talk, they would talk 30, 40, 45 minutes about their situation, telling me all about the facts. But if I ask them, but what word are you standing on? What, what scripture? Well, you know. I said, no, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. What are you standing on? Well, you know, I, I believe the Lord wants to heal me. That's all they've got. That's all they've got. See, they've magnified the facts instead of magnifying the truth. You need to know what the word says and then magnify the truth. Because it says in John 8, 32, it's the truth that sets you free, not the facts. So stop magnifying the facts and magnify the truth. Because it's the truth that will set you free. So know what it says and then be confident that the word is for you, and let that word get in you on a rich level. See, you you know, we ha- living in California. We have tall buildings uh, in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and when they build those tall buildings, they make them as earthquake proof as they can. And do you know when they do that? Before the earthquake. <laughs> Not during the earthquake. So that's why you have to have the Word of God in you, like it says in Colossians 3.16, on a rich level. See, so that word rich tells you what level you have to have the Word on the inside of you. Because if it's in you on a rich level, you're going to get rich level results. But if the Word is in you on a low level, you're going to get low-level results. So it's our responsibility to have that Word in us on a rich level and then make those faith transactions. It's easier to make a faith transaction when the Word is in you on a rich level and you know that you know that you know what the Word says about your situation. Amen? Then secondly, negative thoughts will come, I can guarantee you, they're going to come. But it tells us in 2 Corinthians 10:4 and 5 that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If what you're thinking doesn't line up with the Word of God, then you need to take that negative thought captive. Praying in the Holy Ghost, listen to worship music, and because you can't think on negative thoughts when the Bible says whatsoever things are true and just and pure and lovely, if there be any if there be any virtue think think on those things so you need to make that transaction and stop thinking about the negative things that causes fear because fear is the enemy of your faith and switch it over and start thinking about by his stripes i'm healed that i am the apple of his eye that no weapon formed against me will prosper i will live and not die you need to know what the word says about your about your situation and take those thoughts captive And I love what it says in Psalms 46.10, just be still and know that I am God. You know, sometimes when those fearful thoughts come, I tell people, just calm down for a moment and in the natural realm, just take a couple of deep breaths. Truly, just, okay, just calm down. Just calm down. Now, what does the word say? That no weapon formed against me will prosper that by his stripes I am healed. Bless the Lord, O my soul, I forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all of my diseases, and he delivers my life from destruction, and that my health is restored speedily. You begin to think on those things. Think on what the word says, and because you can't have those thoughts and fearful thoughts at the same time, so that's how you take them captive, by replacing them with truth. And then third, you need to speak the word of God out loud. You know, when I read the Bible, sometimes I'll catch myself just reading it, but not reading it out loud. And I try to adjust myself. No, read it out loud, Marilyn. Read it out loud, because faith comes by hearing. You, your faith comes just by yourself, reading the word of God out loud. But sometimes it just seems normal just to read it not... <laughs> do it out loud, but I try to read it out loud so that I always hear myself reading the Word. Amen? Um, and And build yourself up. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, sometimes when you're going through a situation and we cry out to God, Help me, God. Show me, God. Well, instead of praying and looking up to God, look in here. Go to the inside because this is where... The helper lives. He lives in here. It says in John 16, 13, When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. So he knows where you might be missing it. You know, we all miss it from time to time, amen? None of us are perfect, and we're not going to arrive to perfection while we're here. So that's why he sent us a helper, helper to be with us all the time. So reach in here, pray in the Holy Ghost, and then take time to be quiet. Learn to be comfortable in silence because the Holy Spirit's not going to be talking to you while you're talking to Him. Amen? So learn to be quiet. You pray in the Holy Ghost, and you're building yourself up. But Let let me clarify what I said. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost... Sometimes a word will come forth, and you'll, have, you'll get an understanding of it, and that is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But I'm trying to say he's not going to. You have to give him an opportunity to speak. But sometimes it's just being quiet because sometimes you'll get an answer maybe three hours after you were praying, right? You're just driving down the street. Oh, you got it, just like that. But reach in here for the answer. Not here, but here. Because he already put the other third of himself in here, and he has all the answers. It's so wonderful what God has done for us. So just pray in the Holy Spirit. Build yourself up, and it causes you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I can't emphasize enough that you should be praying in, praying in tongues all the time building yourself up and and listening to the Holy Spirit. Because, see, if you just look at a big circle here, for example, and, and God is up at the top, and we're down here at the bottom, and let's just envision that the Holy Spirit is on both sides of these circles. When I pray to the Father, the Holy Spirit, He takes my prayer up to the throne room. God always hears us when we pray, right? The Bible says he always hears us when we pray. So then God answers our prayer and he answers us via the Holy Spirit. The prayer comes back to us via the Holy Spirit and the answer is right in here because it says in John 16, the, the Holy Spirit only says what he heard the Father tell him to say. So when the Father speaks... It comes to us via the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit heard what He said, and then the Holy Spirit tells us what the Father told Him to tell us to say. You know, sometimes we think um, that we're doing something wrong, and sometimes it isn't always that we're doing something wrong, but we just need to tweak something, just just tweak a little. You know, I remember um, one time a, a pastor friend of mine. He was out on the road preaching, and uh, well-known pastor, and he got sick. And so he was praying in tongues and just said, You know, he, he's on the road preaching. He's got to get well. And the Holy Spirit said, Salt. Salt. You need salt. He wasn't doing anything wrong to get sick. His, he would, there was just a shortage of salt. And he went down to the cafeteria and got a bunch of salt. For the next couple of days, he just kind of doubled up on salt and everything. That was it. Just needed, sometimes it's just making that little tweak. But the Holy Spirit knows that. And he's our helper. Isn't that wonderful? We have a helper like that, that he will show us things. So when you begin to do those kind of things and you read the word out loud and you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you're getting that word in you on that rich level, you will begin to see in the invisible realm because your faith is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And pretty soon you're going to see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. And then you make that faith transaction and pretty soon, you see it in the natural realm. Amen. It's really simple, isn't it? We just have to understand and how to do it and make those faith transactions. You know, I heard this story one time in closing. This was a man who was um, a professional tennis player. He was a pro professional. And he was in an accident, and his, one of his arms had to be amputated. Well, so he was devastated because he's a professional tennis player. So he went into this state of depression, and his friends were trying to encourage him. He said, well, just come outside. You love being outside, and, you know, just kind of, maybe you can just kind of watch us play tennis, and, you know, and he didn't want to do that, but they just kept encouraging him, and pretty soon he said, okay. And they said, now, just get out there and just bounce the ball or just hit it with one arm, you know. And finally he thought, okay, i got to do something. So he got out there, and he started... Uh, just taking that tennis ball and just with his racket, and he just started swinging with just one arm. And pretty soon he realized, you know, I'm, I'm still pretty good, even if it's just with one arm. So he got so uh, developed in playing with one arm that he eventually got back into competition. And he actually won a championship. And when they interviewed him, the interview viewer asked him, How, what do you account for this great accomplishment? And he said, having only one arm, there's never an option which one to use. <laughs> See, faith is not an option. We're supposed to live by it and walk by it. And if we want to live a victorious life, faith is not an option. Amen. I think it was um, Sharon was telling me that Pastor uh, and uh, Pastor Mike and Beth went to Florida. I, I think she said they, went to see the, they were going to go to Disney World or something. I was reminding of, remembering of uh, Walt Disney. You know, when he finished building Disney World, uh, he went to, or Disneyland, then he went to Florida to build Disney World. But he passed away before Disney World was finished. But they continued the project, obviously. And when they had it all finished, they had the grand opening. And uh, they were having a celebration and everything. And they had a master of ceremonies with introducing the speakers. And he said, we're so sorry that Walt Disney isn't here to see this, but we're so honored to have Mrs. Disney. And Mrs. Disney got up on that platform. And the first words out of her mouth, she said, my husband, Walt Disney, he did see it. He saw it in here. And had he not first seen it in here, none of you would see it out there. Isn't that the truth? See, Walt Disney, he saw Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Pluto. He saw all those characters before you ever saw them. He saw it in here, and it became a reality. You've got to see on the inside. It's not an option. Making those faith transactions and to receive all that God has, that Jesus has bought and paid for. You have to make those faith transactions. Build yourself up knowing that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We were designed and created to be victorious. Amen. So, Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us faith. And that not one human being can stop us from using our faith. And we thank you, Lord, for the precious Holy Spirit that you have given us to help us, to show us things, and to to hear what you have said to us. Father, I pray that each one of us would be strengthened in might by your spirit in our inner man that we'll not just be hearers of the word, but that we will be a doer of the word, and that we will have great confidence in our faith, that our faith will work for us, that our faith will produce results. So, Father, I give you all the praise and all the glory for each and every person here that they'll never be the same again, that the word... Takes deep root into their heart tonight, and Father, again we give you all the praise and all the glory, in Jesus' name, Amen. Now, if there's any of you here tonight, if you're ready to make a faith transaction, and you would like me to pray with you in agreement that as you at just making that faith. Transaction just coming up here believing that when hands are laid upon you making that faith transaction that something's going to happen now most healings are not instant they are progressive but when you believe that when hands are laid upon you it begins. What God begins, he shall complete. Amen. But then you can't get weary in well-doing. You have to continue to thank him. Just like the man with leprosy. He turned back and he gave thanks. So once you are prayed for, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And that ignites. All that power that's on the inside. Of you Don't ever give up. Believing that your faith will work for you. So if you want me to pray with you tonight, I'm just going to encourage you just to come up here quickly and we can pray and believe God as you make your faith transaction. Hallelujah. Just come up here quickly if you'd like me to pray with you tonight. Hallelujah. You can stay right down there, Peter. I'll come down there. Hallelujah. Let's just make a line across here. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Jesus is the healer. I'm not the healer. Amen. Jesus is the healer. But we just focus on him. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. If you're able to and if you want to, if you've got pain in your body or uh, if you can lay hands on yourself, if you'd like to do that or just lift one hand towards heaven, and just believing, making that faith transaction that when hands are laid upon you, that that healing power begins in Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you for my sister right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be thou made holy. Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All fear, worry, anxiety, it has to go. We give it no place, no, no, no. I thank you, Lord, for your peace that passes all understanding that it floods her heart right now. Being confident, Lord. Let her be confident, Lord, that her faith will work for her. Now, be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for my sister. I thank you, Lord, that you said, as we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So I just thank you right now. For that recovery process beginning right now. In the name of Jesus, be thou made whole. Free, free, free. Ooh, there it is. Just take it in. Take it all in. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm standing in for a man named Dave Niederhaus. Mm. Father, we thank you that there is no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And Father, as Pete stands in the gap for his friend, is it Dave? Did you say Dave? Dave. We thank you, Lord, that wherever he is right now, we come against all those um, effects of the stroke in Jesus' name, and we decree him healed, whole, and restored in Jesus' name, that no weapon of the stroke formed against him will prosper, that he's going to get back up and be completely whole and healed in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we can stand in the gap knowing that there is no distance in the realm of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, Father, we agree. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you right now for my sister. In the name that's above all other names, The name of Jesus, be thou made whole. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus, all malfunctions and irregularities, we say no. We give you no place. You have to go. For it is written, that's okay, by the stripes of Jesus. You are healed and whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for my brother. I thank you, Lord, for strength, that his physical strength is renewed like the eagle's, that his inner strength is made whole and strong. I come against all infirmity, all weakness. In the name of Jesus, be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for my sister. I thank you right now, Father God, as she comes forth, making that faith transaction, that by your stripes she is healed and whole. In the name that's above all other names, the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the power that's in your name. The name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for my precious sister. I come against all infirmity. I break its hold in the name of Jesus. And I release that healing power to flow from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus, I release that healing power to flow to every organ, every tissue, every cell in your body. Be healed and whole in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I thank you, Lord. That by your stripes she is healed and whole. And may she be strengthened in might by your spirit in her inner man. Being fully confident, Lord, that her faith will produce results for her. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I release that healing power to flow. Every organ, every tissue, every cell in her body bringing about a complete healing and a cure be healed and whole in Jesus name amen amen standing in proxy for a lady that has a brain tumor what's her name her name is Rose father we lift up Rose to you right now and we curse that tumor right now we call it null and void we pull it down from its position of authority We break that power of assignment it would have against Rose. For by the stripes of Jesus, Rose is healed and whole in the name of Jesus. And that we decree she will live and not die and have long, strong life in Jesus' name. What's the name? His name is Stacy. Father, we pray for Stacy right now. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus that every infirmity, everything that has attached itself to his body, to that brain, we say no. We give no place to any tumors whatsoever. And we release that healing power to flow into his body, bringing about a complete cure. And we thank you for it right now, Father God. We decree him healed and whole. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Isn't God good? God is so good. Well, I thank you for um, always giving me such a warm welcome when I come. And just stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Keep yourself, built up, get that word in you on a rich level. Amen. God bless you.